there because i would listen to that all day um yeah a little bit that was are you ready for this i that, am because that was two friends big booty mixes volume 22 out now they back <laughs> is that is it like a new big booty mix yeah they do one every I, they i follow them on spotify and soundcloud it seems like they do one every six months or so they do a few a year so Okay. Okay. Well, for the uninitiated, just in case you didn't listen to the <laughs> over a hundred episodes of Two Friends Three Questions, we did find that the closest name to our podcast was Two Friends Big Booty Mixes. Who's way more successful on SoundCloud and for good reason. They're way more talented. They're pretty legit. I mean, it's been nothing but you know support and admiration well for on our end <laughs> on um, our end they don't know we exist <laughs> yeah they, they probably don't know we exist but yeah mitch mitch found that because i think you found them and then like you actually listened to them and because you're interested in djing party mixes yeah. you know you you really fucked with it and honestly it i mean it's good like that for example the Kanye West thing made me laugh because I was like, this didn't age well. Yeah, you know, I was trying to find like a good part because the thing is like their mashups are, it's an hour long basically DJ set of mashup after mashup. And I, I really, I was trying to find a, a cool song to jump in on. And right. then that, because uh, I, I knew you would like the Florence and the Machine song. And then I was like, I was yeah. listening to that one. I was like, oh, this slaps. And I was like, oh, I think this is Kanye. Um, but it was kind of too late. It was already playing. Yeah, it was kind of too late. I was already playing. Yeah, no, but uh, uh, no that that Florence and the Machine song is really interesting with that that slower like cut time beat. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was kind of I was man, like, oh, that they're vibes. so good. They do that shit all the time, man. And I wish like uh, I wish they did like YouTube videos so we could do like power hours. Uh, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> power um, hours power hours power um, hours because that's kind of what it is like every 30 to 45 seconds the song changes and it's something cool but then every once in a while they throw in something fucking awesome in there like i can't remember what office reference it was but i was listening to it this weekend they like had a little clip from the office i'm like oh these guys are all right yeah these guys are good <laughs> yeah i i think in an alternate universe we would be friends with them um i don't think either of us had the goal to reach out to them because i think we kind of secretly knew they wouldn't respond oh uh, for sure yeah <laughs> so i don't think either one of us wanted to deal with that rejection so we yeah. just decided to never do so but i i don't know there could have there could have been a collab yeah <laughs> and i and i guess one day there still could be yes yeah. four friends Three questions, big booties, or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Four pussies. 
love it. You know, funny enough, you referenced that uh, that Zach Galifianakis live at the Purple Onion, and then like the very next week, I was hanging out with Aaron and Katie, and then somebody just went Fuji's and Funyuns. <laughs> Dude, I love that's so funny. And I was like, yeah. man, that's wild. That is really all deep in our brain, and yeah, I don't think really about is. it very much. It's so quotable, but I just it doesn't. It's not there at the forefront of my brain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that, but man, it's so good, and I I do quote it all too often. Here's something crazy. Um, so we've been, we've been talking about, um, uh, I think you should leave, right? You, you're yes. obsessed with that. So am I. They're doing a new season pretty soon. Yes. But, May okay. 30th. May 30th. Okay. So me and Erica were watching uh, TV last night. There's a show that we like on Showtime called Yellow Jackets. And I'm not going to like give too much away, but the show is insane. It's very like dramatic. It's like these high schools, this high, high school girl soccer team, like, get stuck in the forest their plane crashes and then shit leads to you know there's there there's witchcraft there's cannibalism it's really fucking dark (laughs) yeah i i've heard the show is really good i had no idea what it was about though whoa yeah it's really dark but the reason i bring that up is because the episode we watched last night they literally made a reference to i think you should leave in the description of the show so in the the episode we watched last night, one of the okay. members, and I'm totally giving stuff away. Sorry, <laughs> this yeah, is a brand new episode. Alert, this is I a guess. brand new episode that dropped like 24 hours ago. So, <laughs> in this episode, somebody tries to kill himself, and the description says, you know, whoever I'm not going to say the name, whatever, uh, tries to do his best Carl Havoc impression, and I'm th- sitting there thinking like that's what the des- description said, and I'm like, right. who is Carl Havoc? What is that? And then I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, well, Carl Havoc is the name of that guy from the epi- uh, on the sketch from I Think You Should Leave when he dresses up like the old guy and he goes to the mall food court. Oh, <laughs> when, that's right. When he's like, get the shit off me. Yeah. <laughs> I can't breathe. I'm going to tear the face off. And there's one part... <laughs> There's one part where he's like, I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> oh, no. What? He, that's literally, that's the most inside, like, joke of a, wow. like, you know, wink, wink joke. And and I was like, who is going to get that except for me? <laughs> yeah, right. So right. I feel so seen right now. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking wild. God, and also, <laughs> that is easily top five. I think you should leave bits. I I think so too. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> it's so good. Just when he's like, I'm gonna tear the fucking face off. He's like, don't tear the face off. <laughs> Wait, go mess with her tray. What's the point? It's so good, dude. That is legit one of the best. Um well, I'm going to avoid just regaling every I think you should leave skit that I enjoy, <laughs> I know. I'm so. trying so hard not to just like keep <laughs> right. going and making references. <laughs> what was the shirt? The TJ Tuggers? Uh, oh, shit. No, the patterns. Um, well, there's the patterns, but then there's the one actually where it does like a riv- Riverdale bit. Oh, yes, yes, it's yes. TJ Tuggers. <laughs> yes. Do not wear it ironically. It's not supposed to be worn ironically. But yeah, they come in all different colors. <laughs> Just... All right, all right, all right. Okay. Coffin flop on Corncob TV. <laughs> well, what am I? Okay, Dead bodies if... falling out of shit wood and hitting bricks. One of my favorite parts of I Think You Should Leave is that 
you kind of were the dude that got me into it and woke me up to it. And I remember it was whatever weekend you guys were in and you started playing it one morning while we were kind of recouping from the night before. And I was just like, oh my God, this is brilliant. Because I was like, this is like comedy bang bang, but less weird enough for me to like find it a little bit more funny. Yeah, same. Me too. <laughs> it, it's just a little bit less meta. It's a little bit less like avant-garde comedy. And it was just enough to be like, oh my God, this is genius. Mm-hmm. And then um, what's been happening, I don't know if you've seen it, is tiktok has absorbed the sound of him going like i didn't do shit i didn't do anything i didn't know nothing and it's so good and it's like god why have we not appreciated tim robbins because you know what he's also in is uh that's his name right I'm I, not- I think so tim tim robbins robinson i cannot quite remember i want to say tim robbins who am I thinking of? That's the guy from Shawshank. <laughs> okay, that's I think that's Tim Robbins. I had to Google it. His name is Tim Robinson. I okay, think Tim the guy Robinson. from Shawshank is Tim Robbins. <laughs> yeah, Tim Robbins is the actor who plays in uh, Andy Dufresne. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyways, no, uh, I, I love it. And also, you know, he's actually mo- I, I kind of knew about him more than I realized because he's also done a few episodes of uh, Documentary Now. Oh, okay, yeah. Which that's my favorite show, and everybody I know fucking hates it. I've never actually seen it. I'm aware of it. I just um, I didn't think it was going to be up my alley, so I kind of skipped it. Once you find a documentary you've seen, and then see them do it, it's I I mean because I I will I watch that because because the whole idea is they parody all the famous documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you haven't seen the documentary, it's a little bit less funny, but there is a few that I knew that of documentaries I either knew about or had seen, like they, they parodied the nuke of the North and they call that a documentary. It was like a real, it was, it, it's Harold as the first documentary, uh-huh. but it's not a documentary at all because the producer was like a white guy who went to the North pole and just kind of fucked with Inuits, oh, and shit. just yeah, it's it's really fucked up some of the yeah. stuff he did. So they took that and just rolled with it, and it and it was hilarious. And then I was hooked, and then I was like, I don't care if I know the documentary or not. I just want to see Bill Hader and Fred Armistead just just riffing. Yeah, and it's I it's, it's so good, dude. <laughs> it's so good. Anyways, Jesus, we're doing a podcast, Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Uh, oh wait, I forgot. Uh, tis the season, Mitch. What you drink? We're just doing what you drinking. It's in the show. <laughs> it's fine. It's a thing. I, it, it, it's a thing. <laughs> what you, you drinking? Anything? What you drinking? Uh, I am. Yeah, I still have not been to the the liquor store in a while, so I grabbed a bush that has been in my fridge for probably a year. So that's what I'm drinking today. A bush, not a bush light. A uh, bush heavy. Ooh. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> Because I'm feeling pretty, uh, pretty sassy, I guess. Everybody, I'm pretty sassy. <laughs> no, I get it. Uh, is is Bush Light better than normal Bush? I I feel like there's more flavor. It's kind of Bud Light versus Bud Light. Um, God, Bud Light's so bad though. It's pretty bad. It's so bad. Uh, so 
Well, let let me let me do my what you drinking. Yeah, so, what you drinking? So I'm actually drinking. Oh, I just realized I don't want to say what it's called over the internet, but this is what it's called. It's the Negra Modelo. Oh, yeah. You were right to not want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I, I've never actually had the Negra Modelo. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah, like no. Modelo. When but... I first started drinking, uh, when I was eight, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Honestly, at one point in time, this was my favorite beer of all time. Oh shoot! Okay. Yeah, it's just it it it's really just like Modelo. It's just like they're. Uh, I don't know if this is a lager. Yeah, medium bodied lager with so, slow moisted caramel malts, brewed for a rich, smooth taste. Um, I fucking love this beer. Actually, um, hmm. I it it actually is holding up pretty well. It's very good. Sweet. I'm a little logger boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, what I wanted to tell you, so the Bud Light thing. I'm not weighing in on it. I just want to say, though, that I think that Kid Rock and everyone else is a little bit dumb. And here's why. Because I, have, I haven't. I have It could exist and be totally a thing that people are doing. I have not seen anybody say, I'm boycotting Anheimer Bush. All I ever hear mm-hmm. is like, because all you ever see is them like taking Bud Light cans and shooting them with a shotgun, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean, flipping out about that, right? Would you like to know some of the beer that Anheimer Bush makes? Like pretty much all of them. A fucking lot, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, obviously Budweiser, Bud Light, because you don't do it to Bud Light, but you do it to, or you don't do it to Budweiser, but you do it to Bud Light. It's the same fucking company. Yeah. C- Cutwater. Mm-hmm. Anheimer Bush owns. Uh-huh. Um, actually, my bad. We'll we'll have some dead air. Bush. The, oh, the Bush. Anheuser Bush is in the name. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> wow. I can't even believe that's the one I forgot. Yeah. Bush. Bush latte. You know what I mean? The, none of them are freaking out about any of the other beers. It's just Bud Light because of the can. Right. And every single video I've seen of them being like, "Here's what I gotta say to Mister Bud Light." And they blow up a Bud Light can. It's not even the can. It's just a normal <laughs> Bud Light can. Like, what are you doing? It's it, it just kind of felt like, you know, hey, I mean, freedom of speech and all that. I'm not necessarily here to weigh in on that. But my whole thing is, if you're going to boycott something and protest, like, do it right, dude. Yeah. Like, you're not even really doing it. You're just like, I don't. Why would you want to drink Bud Light in the first fucking place? Right. <laughs> There's so many other beers. Why are you so mad? Yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, if you think about all the brands that Anheuser-Busch owns, it's 99% of them. And then the ones that they don't own um, are also, like, pro, uh, like, uh, you know, gay, uh, the cores, the cores actually donated a lot of money to like the Denver, uh, pride festival. So like, so if you tell someone to drink yeah. Bud, you know, if somebody's like, you know, a Bud drinker, oh, I'm switching to cores. Okay. Well, cores also has different values than you. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure the rest of them do too. So you're, you're out of beer, my dude. So you need to think at some point you need to recognize that like, maybe I'm the one that's wrong. Well, it just, who do you think makes beer? You know? Yeah. Like, that was always my question. Like, who did, who do you think is the, is the people that make beer? Like, they're, I don't know, if you drink enough beer, nobody cares who anybody <laughs> yeah. is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. come on, man. I don't know. 
I just always thought that was a really funny thing. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, that's what we're thipping on. Mitch, we have an episode to do. Yeah. Of which <clears throat> I have curated, potentially. So, how this happened was, who we are going to talk about a, a man today named Matt Farley. And Matt Farley popped up on my Facebook, totally coincidentally, like just totally fucking random, popped up on my Facebook. And I started looking into him because the whole thing was there was a project that he did. So he's a singer songwriter. He did a project called the guy who sings about cities and towns and the Facebook post I saw, which was only there because of an algorithm and like an ad or something basically said, hey, this guy probably wrote a song about your hometown. You know how I am, and people who listen uh, will also know how I am. And I uh-huh. said, probably fucking not. <laughs> so then I had to look him up and find it. <clears throat> and sure fucking enough, this guy wrote a song about my hometown, which is impressive because there's not a lot of reason people know my hometown. Yeah. So I was pretty blown away, and it was also fucking hilarious. (laughs) Because it's basically this guy who basically opens the Wikipedia page for whatever city or town and then sort of weaves together this sort of, in my mind, kind of this outsider music song that doesn't really follow a lot of rules and stuff and is and just makes it about the the city. So I'm I so I'll say it cuz it doesn't matter. I'm I'm from Xenia, Ohio. Most people do not know what Xenia, Ohio is. Here's a couple facts about Xenia, Ohio. We oh, are yes, the, I love Xenia facts. Yeah, Xenia facts. That's <laughs> why they're tuning in, dude. We are the bicycle bicycle capital of the Midwest. Huh. We uh I'm kind of wondering why but yeah no well we i like to look at it as we used to be we actually do have a bicycle hub in town you know bike paths and yeah, how they yeah, just yeah. bike path the the hub in xenia is where they all connect okay so you technically can hop on almost any bike path and then take it to xenia ohio for whatever reason well it's also kind of because of the wright brothers because the white brothers are from ohio and worked on bicycles in the Dayton area. So, yada, yada, yada. Uh, We had the largest recorded tornado in U.S. history, which absolutely decimated our town. Now, I will admit, my my stepdad had home footage of them driving around Xenia after the tornado, so I have seen that on, like, an actual, like, 40 mil projector. Or 40, you know, yeah, so that's kind of cool. Um, history and all that. What year was that? Uh, 75. Hey, Siri. (laughs) Hey, Siri. (laughs) When did Xenia have the largest tornado? When did Xenia, Ohio have its largest tornado? That's fine. Why you say it? This is quality radio. <laughs> oh my! What? F two, F four. Go fuck yourself. When was the F five, bruh? 
Yeah, the F2, I was <laughs> at a barbecue. <laughs> I Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. So I, I do like to try to describe Xenia to people of saying, like, so basically growing up in Xenia, there's two reactions that you have to bad weather. You're either absolutely fucking petrified. Oh, it was 1974. Okay. That was one year off. So you're either absolutely fucking petrified petrified of bad weather or you could not give two shits Mm -hmm. so basically since we had the largest i i I don't know if it was actually the largest recorded tornado i don't remember it was one of the biggest tornadoes in u.s history it was an f5 it decimated the entire city uh but the whole thing is that like at this point uh yeah a newscaster will be on and be like what was it It was an f2 tornado and everybody's like (laughs) f2 There was a strong breeze, <laughs> or those those sirens go off and people cry. So it's it's. I don't I don't give an f about an F two man. Call me when it's the same f as a Ford truck man. F two hundred and fifty, <laughs> or get the hell out of here. <laughs> I don't get a bed. I don't get out of bed for anything less than an F one fifty. I'll tell you that. Man, that tornado <laughs> had an extended cab. You see how big. <laughs> God damn. Um, and then we were, uh, Xenia was also the subject of the movie Gummo, uh, which is just a bad movie. But the guy who directed Gummo went on to direct uh, Spring Breakers, for those who care. Uh, so Xenia's pretty odd. Yeah. Pretty odd. Yeah. Uh, so it, by all means, when they said this guy wrote a song about it, I was like, no fucking way. Uh, but sure enough, he did, and it was hilarious. And he he said actually a couple facts. He would be like, "So Xenia's motto is we're, it's the city of hospitality," uh, which is hilarious, by the way. Um, but yeah, he was just like, "It's the city of hospitality. What a nice municipality." <laughs> Fun shit. It's yeah. Super super hilarious. So I just started to like look into what this dude did and I started to be like, this is like Guinness book of world record worthy. A hundred percent. So we, I did give you a little bit of heads up cause I didn't want you to be completely blind about what we were talking about. Um, but he actually, so he, it is quoted from his week of... I'm going to read a little bit of his Wikipedia just, just to help give everybody some context. So Matt Farley is an American filmmaker, musician, and songwriter who has released over 23,000 songs as of February of 2022. <laughs> a year ago, he had 23,000. Yeah. That's fucking insane. <laughs> And it's pretty clear if you if you dive into this guy at all, not all of them are good. But that's a lot of songs, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you got to put in a lot of work. So it, this is some notes I had about the guy. So basically, he starts a band in 2004. His main gig is called Moe's Haven. And it's actually not a joke band. There's humor, I think. I think it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. Um, But it's not a joke band. Basically, this guy kind of operates from a system of, I have songs that are jokes, songs that aren't. I call my, you know, songs that aren't supposed to be funny, my no jokes, and the ones that are jokes. Mm -hmm. So, but, but this guy has also released a bunch of music that is not intentionally supposed to be funny. You know, it's not a 
I don't know, a mockery, so to speak, or, or whatever. Mm. Uh, and I have listened to it in Moe's Haven. I mean, hey, check it out. It's actually, it, it's pretty interesting. Um, it's it's kind of like Dylan-esque indie. Huh, okay. Like if, like if uh, Bob Dylan listened to the Front Bottoms a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That kind of indie, all right. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, it is out there. I mean, don't get me wrong. But pretty interesting. Um, so there, oh, one of his buddies said this guy writes 20 songs a day. That is insane. I mean, this is half-ass internet research. I have no idea if that's actually, I don't <laughs> think anybody can confirm that. However, well, I mean, 20, what do you say? 23,000 songs. It's gotta, it's gotta add up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta be cranking them out like constantly. Yeah you know, to be able to do so. Um, actually there is an album of a different project called paparazzi and the photogs. There is an album of which every single song is about a, 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 is it about a different celebrity? The album has 50 songs. That's crazy. None of the songs are over a minute and 40 seconds. Yeah. But he, but here, here's some celebrities that he wrote songs about. Kit Harrington, uh, Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, Sebastian Stan. Okay. <laughs> Bucky from the MCU. I, I knew that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dax Shepard. Okay. The guy from Without a Paddle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that dumb. Like, oh, I know okay. who most of these people are. <laughs> no, I did, sorry. <laughs> I just thought me referencing without a paddle was, was stupid. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. And, and then, uh, and then also Roger Deeper, which I I didn't know who that was. Um, oh. No, I know Roger. I'm. <laughs> I can't tell if you're joking, and we've been friends for like a decade. This is. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I sell it a little bit too yeah. hard. Um, but yeah. So. Um, yeah, so basically what I was able to find is that basically he realized something. If he wrote a song with somebody's name, a popular city, a popular brand, you know, something that people were going to search, his song was going to pop up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he <laughs> 100% doubled down on this. and Because, like, for example, that, that side project he has a... a paparazzi and the photogs you know paparazzi paparazzi Mm -hmm. uh he just wrote it all about celebrities so i think his general idea is if somebody has to type in that celebrity name he's hoping his song will be there (laughs) yeah to listen to which i thought was kind of funny i was like that's that's actually pretty clever especially now that i feel that a large percentage of our lives are ruled by algorithms that if i think if we think about too hard we'll probably flip me out you know what i mean um so i think it's an hilarious yeah yeah it's pretty depressing yeah um i think it's kind of an hilarious idea yeah it is man and um so i i I listened to a little bit of this today um uh uh, about 10 minutes (laughs) and then i was like okay i get it uh (laughs) 
um but I, what i thought was interesting so i listened to parts of a couple different albums i part i listened to parts of the kentucky one because that was his latest re- release and i listened to part of the california one and i think it's funny that the california one has 94 songs because there's a shitload of big cities in california um he also has an album about compared to delaware which has 50 songs because uh, who wants to live in Delaware? I didn't even know there were 50 cities in Delaware. Uh- <laughs> right. I mean, a considerably smaller state. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, man. Um, so my, my first impression was if you're ready, yes. I, I completely understand the outsiders music reference because as I was listening to it, I was like, his style completely reminds me of the uh, the Wesley Willis guy that we mm-hmm. talked about a few weeks ago, the the rock and roll McDonald's, yeah. that guy, same genre. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> what I thought was interesting is that this dude has twenty three thousand songs, and I thought most of them were going to be basically just different iterations of the same song. They're not. They're no. They they're, are different. They are different. I will give him that because the other side of the coin is like, so. A few years ago, um, you remember the band LMFAO? Yeah. They they yeah. did something similar to this, but on a much smaller scale, on a much more half-assed scale. They put out um, a song um, basically called I'm In and then like Bitch. Ba- basically, I'm in like, you know, blank bitch because they'll they basically just oh. listed off different cities because there's a song about fort wayne they did i am in fort wayne bitch oh, i'm in okay. fort wayne bitch and then they did it for like a like hundreds of different cities it's the same exact song but instead of saying like <sighs> fort wayne they were like i'm in chicago bitch and <laughs> and i thought that was a really dumb idea yeah. but also like kind of smart because like People, people want to hear, you know, a, a song about their town. So I'm sure they did really well with this. But also compared to this guy, it's lazy as fuck. It's yeah. the same song a hundred different times. This guy has 23,000 different songs. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, are they light years different from one another? Not necessarily, but they are different. <laughs> yes. And that's what matters. And we're back. What's up? Um. Anyways. Sorry, that was like 12 different intros to coming back. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Woo! My brain had to reset. Um, so, Mitch, you live in a city in Indiana. Yes. Of which this man wrote a song about. Yes. Being uh, Apparently. Yeah. B- being Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> have you listened to it? I have not listened to it. I was saving it for the special occasion. Perfect. Well, <laughs> what I wanted to do was have you listen to it. It's it's only like a minute 40 seconds. Okay. I want you to kind of just listen to the whole thing and then at the end we can we can get your your gut reaction. Okay. Um um now you could look it up or I could send it to you whatever you think's best. Uh yeah, I, I could probably look it up. Okay. Um yeah, it's under his Indiana album. I know shocker. It probably would What? <laughs> what? Dude, <laughs> fucking whoa. Uh it's called Indiana Songs Best Forever. Uh and then the song is called Oh Yeah, Fort Wayne. So before you play <laughs> it, there is another little fun thing that I really enjoy is every single album art for the like for the jokier shit. It's just a really bad selfie of him. Yes. And then him <laughs> in like a really 
like I don't know, pics chat or whatever, like doing text and stuff, and it is yeah. the icing on the it, cake. The most basic font. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. zero work into the album. <laughs> um but all right, Mitch. Well when you're ready, hit that. Save your reaction for the end. I want to get your honest on air reaction to uh what was it called again? Uh oh yeah. Exclamation point. Fort, Fort Wayne. Wayne. Exclamation point. <laughs> Perfect. All right, whenever you're ready. All right, sounds good. Fort Wayne, I want to find city. Fort Wayne is a nice place, oh yeah. Fort Wayne's got a lot of cool things, like Johnny Appleseed Park, oh yeah. Check out the good old Embassy Theater. Go to historic downtown Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> all right that was fantastic <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll probably cut in the song so okay. the listeners don't have to completely go find it sure um, yeah i uh you know as someone who only visits fort wayne i got a decent amount of the references so how do you feel I feel like he kind of nailed it. Well, <laughs> I feel like he read like the, the Wikipedia, Wikipedia page, page. exactly yeah. like you said. Yeah. Basically, the hits like here's everything that Fort Wayne is known for. Um, Johnny Appleseed apparently is a thing. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, he was either born here or died here. I don't know, but I, I, I'm pretty sure every city says that. So I don't know if there's actually truth to that. Um, yeah, I remember learning about Johnny Appleseed in Ohio, and I think we claimed him. I also think we claimed <laughs> yeah. Paul Bunyan and. Definitely not actually a folk tale from Ohio. Anyways, sorry. Uh, I'm, Paul Bunyan was fictional, correct? Well, so was Johnny Appleseed. Was he? I okay. I think it's okay. Well, yes, <laughs> we're uh, coming off as real stupid. <laughs> we are. Paul Paul Bunyan, a hundred percent fictional. There, he had a he didn't he have like a giant blue ox? Like blue ox, totally yeah. fake. Uh-huh. Johnny Appleseed, I think may have been an actual person, but like we don't know anything. It's probably like the Santa Claus thing. Like, yeah, there was this real dude named like St. Nicholas and he was this, you know, weird old dude. But now everybody's like, well, Santa Claus is a big fat man in a red suit. Um, Or, you know, like, (laughs) I guess. Okay. Well, okay. To use a better metaphor, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, boy. Friends are going to hate that. Uh, (laughs) We get it. (laughs) Um, The Three Rivers Festival, that's funny. Or the Three Rivers reference, that's funny because, like, there's there's a, that's our whole name. Like, they they call us the Three Rivers City or whatever. Yeah. Um, There's a whole festival called the Three Rivers Festival. I think the funniest part was when he said, go down to Superior Street, you'll meet a lot of nice people. Um, (laughs) Superior Street is like the name of the street that the jail is on. (laughs) But it's also, I think, but also I think it's like the courthouse too. So it's like, is he talking about (laughs) the prisoners or is he talking about like the judges? <laughs> right. Okay. So it's like a major downtown street, but it's a downtown street that has the jail, the courthouse. Yes. Probably <laughs> exactly. a police station, I'd imagine. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Yeah. 
but man, yeah, that that was hilarious. Um, yeah, I. Uh, uh, yeah, he he nailed it. That's funny. <laughs> so if you played this for like your work buddies, if you played this for Fort Wayne people, what do you what do you think their reaction would be? Out of their curiosity? reaction would probably be the same. Like they'd think it's funny, but also like, okay, the dude wrote, you know, the dude read a Wikipedia page and um, doesn't know anything about Fort Wayne right. actually, but which is fair. I mean, he's got twenty three thousand songs. He can't be. <laughs> he can't visit every one of them, man. Right. <laughs> uh, but I do. I I thought the Embassy Theater thing was funny because, from my understanding, the Embassy Theater, while while fairly one of the more famous parts of Fort Wayne, yeah, isn't like awesome. Right. Um, it's they probably besides like the Coliseum, which has like the big uh, touring like bands and stuff, and um. When I say big touring bands, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure we had, like, Seether a few weeks ago. or I don't know if it was actually Seether. It was a band like Seether, Seether just in my memory. Um, sure. And then, so bes- besides that, the embassy probably draws, like, the biggest names. Um, like, actually, just this past weekend, me and uh, the wife were driving downtown. Um, we were going out to eat. And we took the street that the embassy is on. And traffic was fucking insane because there was a Cat Williams show. <laughs> <laughs> so what? i i don't know there were a lot of people there though <laughs> huh wow it was very crowded <laughs> it was very busy <laughs> i think seinfeld's actually coming like later this year um oh, yeah, I don't know. would you even watch jerry seinfeld do stand-up not for that price tag no. right that i mean I, yeah that i guess that's what i mean like now you know back yeah, in his prime no, I, I mean wouldn't. sure yeah great but yeah, yeah. now what? No. What is he going to talk about? How many fucking cars he owns? <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, so I guess the embassy pulls people that uh, would have been a big deal like ten years ago. Sure, ten to twenty years ago. <laughs> I mean, I got to be honest. I think that Indiana has a uh, Seattle syndrome, where yeah. I don't think people really want to tour in Indiana. Yeah, I get that. It, it's not cool. I'm not going to sit over here and pretend like Ohio is like the cat's pajamas, like it's the California, the Midwest, or anything like that. Yeah. But, you know, Indiana kind of sucks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, there's, there's a, there, at least I think the Cincinnati or Ohio doesn't have the same reputation for touring bands and stuff like that because um at least there's pockets of ohio that are pretty open-minded and um liberal i guess um cincinnati dayton columbus um swing state baby (laughs) yeah they're a swing state yeah indiana is not despite the you know rising population of um you know younger woke people um we are very much not a swing state. It is very Republican year after year. Right. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. There, in Indianapolis gets some big names, like because there's a basketball court there, and yeah, Indianapolis is definitely hopping. I've been to Indianapolis actually before when I was a wee oh, lad. Yeah? Yes. Okay. And it seemed giant. And I actually I thought Indiana was really cool, but up to that point, I had not been to <laughs> Cincinnati or Columbus. Yeah. So right. <laughs> you know, it blew my little uh, brain. I met Dale yeah. Jarrett there, for the NASCAR people out there. <laughs> He was very nice. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I've heard that story. Oh um, yeah, my family was really into NASCAR, and we definitely drove to. There's that. Uh. Uh. There. There's the sports track, the racetrack. Yeah, 
Is it what is it the Indy 500? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Jesus, I've been out of the NASCAR <laughs> game for a while. Uh, but yeah, no, we went and uh, Dale Jarrett, number 88, driving for DuPont. Yeah. Holy shit! I just put together that he was driving for DuPont, which is that family, which is the the family about the the Foxcatcher movie, the guy that Michael, uh, or that Steve Carell played in Foxcatcher. That's that family. Didn't watch it. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, wow. You haven't seen fucking <laughs> Foxcatcher? What? No. Wow. It's really good. Okay. Really I'll, good. Add that, I'll add that to my list. Yeah, no. Actually, I think you should watch it with Erica because Steve Carell, totally different person in that movie. It's fucking Ooh. wild. Anyways, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, I'm not trying to shit on Indiana. Every, every time I've, I... I love Fort Wayne. I love every time we hang out, we go. It's super fun. It's different. It's its own thing. It is a little bit of an adventure. I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So I wanted you to hear the Fort Wayne jam and just and just see what you thought. I thought it was pretty funny because the Z. I, I think it's funnier than the Xenia one, um, just because it has like the Embassy Theater line, and I I do know that he threw it in <laughs> twice to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking through the other list of songs just because I wanted to see what he had to say about other cities. And I probably will listen to a lot more of these uh, songs because I think I'm I'm familiar with the cities. So I think it'll be funny. Um, One thing I thought was funny is there's a song called A Celebration for Bloomington, which is great. Big hop in town. That's where the IU campus is. Two songs later, there's a song called Gary is a City, (laughs) (laughs) which... uh, a little less uh, different vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was uh, Muncie's a pretty big city too, right? Yeah, that's where Ball State is. It's not like oh, a big okay. city, but it, I mean, the biggest thing about Muncie is Ball State. Okay, okay. Once you go off the Ball State campus, you're like in the middle of nowhere. Right, right. Well, yeah, pretty much all of Indiana, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, let's move on. Um. I just, I just wanted, oh, I, what I put about the Fort Wayne song is basically that if I had to describe this guy, I would say it's like if Bob Dylan wrote jingles <laughs> yes, for town. Okay. So, um, so a couple facts for you. Um, y- you know, your wife kind of heckled us and told us how much we don't do research. Well, I have a little bit, so... Oh, shit. All right. Shots fired, Erica. <laughs> it's a nice change of pace. Balls in your court. <laughs> Don't like... I wish I didn't. Calling your, calling your ass out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of wish I didn't say that. Uh, in 2016, Farley Perform used to be a Pizza Hut, a song topic derived from internet traffic about how repurposed locations of the American chain restaurants still retain their distinctive roof style on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. That's fantastic. So he's on Jimmy Fallon. I went and I watched the performance and it was pretty funny because the song is really good because it's like, it's just like, Pizza Hut. Somebody lives the now, but I know you're a pizza hut. <laughs> Super, like, God damn it. This should be so dumb, but it's really yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, and in 2016, I was pretty surprised that he was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. It kind of makes Ooh. me wonder, why bother being good at anything when you could be <laughs> mediocre at everything but have a sense of humor about it? And then you're on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, we, you know, we've talked about this. I, To be honest with you, there's not a whole lot to talk about other than how absurd the idea is. Mm-hmm. I did have a couple things that I wanted to talk about. I thought this was going to kind of be more of the conversational part of the episode. So, Mitch, this guy has wrote tw- over, easily, I'm sure at this point, 23,000 songs. He did an entire 50-song album about... Um, celebrities he's done multiple multiple albums i think he only has like four or five states left to go with the the city project Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know he's wrote what would your version be of this what would be what you would do to write twenty three thousand songs man that's a good question i um i do have one if it will help you warm up a bit yeah, why don't you why don't you go first? <laughs> I thought the immediately when I thought this what I thought would be the funniest or one that I would have the most fun with is doing a theme song for every MLB team. Oh, okay. Yeah. But but, <laughs> but in a way what I thought would be funny is like so you have to pick up the culture of the town, right? Mm-hmm. So like the Toronto Blue Jays jam will be yeah. very different than the Miami Marlins. Mm-hmm. Florida Marlins? Uh, Miami now. Is it Miami? Yeah, they have Miami on the jersey, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, but what I thought was funny is that the only rule is that it could only be MIDI instruments. You can't use one real instrument. Okay. And I just thought how funny it would be trying to write like a Latin groove for the Marlins. Yeah. And it's just really bad. <laughs> yeah. Or I thought, actually, you know what? Then I'm going to Dave Grohl the bitch. And what would actually be kind of a good idea is what if you got a famous musician from every city, every MLB team is in and then hopped on the track and then like, you know what I mean? And then, it, and then I was like, well, what's less funny is if you wrote a good song. And then every time that, that, you know, team came out, it was a song for that city yeah no that's a really good point because there are a couple songs um so i know this because my 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 dad and brother are cubs fans and um the cubs have a song after every game it's just called like go cubs go go cubs go chicago what do you say cubs are gonna win today that's the song um ohio has a song um cincinnati ohio they play that at like all the reds games um i think it's really time they're due for an upgrade that song is like uh, 80 to 100 years old yep yep. (laughs) um so i think if you do this well your songs could be played like at every major league baseball park at the end of every game it can't be that hard (laughs) or yeah. yeah. Basically, it was two things. One, it's actually not a bad, like, realistic idea to do because it would be really fun if, if somebody yeah. was able to do it right. <clears throat> two, how funny it would be just come out like, yeah. Chicago Cubs, play it, Wrigley. <laughs> Chicago Cubs, established 18. Chicago Cubs. That would be the funniest thing, right. dude. That would be so funny. <laughs> And everyone has to listen to a minute and 30 seconds of that. That would be <laughs> that. That would be fantastic. And then, yeah, you could drop references, like you said, about the city. You know, the Chicago Cubs, you could be like, yeah, Wrigley Dogs or uh, Deep Dish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all like pizza. Chicago Cubs. <laughs> I could kind of do it now, honestly. Just no writing. Just give me the list of the MLB teams. I'll just I'll just run through it real fast. 
Toronto Blue Jays. Canada. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, so, I mean, if you have to get to 23,000, though, your baseball, you're limited to like 30. So you'd have to go, you know, you'd have to do one for the NFL, NHL. Oh, don't tempt me. I'll do it right now. <laughs> Chicago Bears. It's the same song. <laughs> it's the same song. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. That's the only thing you change. Deep dish first down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pizza. <laughs> Chicago bear. How much did we pay this guy? This is terrible. Uh, oh man. All right, that was funny. Well, I. So I took sports. Do you have anything that you think? Yeah, you... actually, yes. Okay. So so don't hate me, but I, I um this is not an original idea. Um, but it, it it's an idea that I've always kind of wanted to to kind of do. Um, after seeing it, um. There's there's a TV show, Judd Apatow, a Judd Apatow show on Netflix called Love. Um, I love it. It's one of my favorite TV shows. Um, not a lot of people have seen it. Dude, with um, what I hate to say it, Big Nose Guy and then Big uh, Nose Guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. But then also the girl from Community. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite. Have we never talked about this show? <laughs> I don't know if we've ever talked about it's it. It's the best show. Why did it's they... a very good show? It's Oh my god! Yeah, I fucking love that show. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, well, there you go. I did not know that. Yeah, about you. Sorry, <laughs> I, I that was kind of a ten. It was maybe a six worthy. <laughs> right. But I just can't believe we haven't talked about it. I love. I I I literally would tell everyone about that show, and nobody watched it. And I thought it That's was so, so good. fucking awesome. I had the same experience. I also have talked about it a bunch of friends, and they're like, "Yeah, missed that one." Like, oh no, damn it! <laughs> That's why we're friends, dude. Yeah, it is. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Well, so you remember there's in the show, there is the the scene where one of his things is he gets together with his friends and they write movie theme, theme songs, songs with ones that for don't movies that don't have theme yes. songs. Yes. So, um, <laughs> so like, for example, like, I don't know if you remember, there was a time in like the nineties or something where movies would just have theme songs written for them. Like, like the, the, the best example I can think of is Will Smith wrote a song called wild, 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 wild west. west. Yeah. About wild, wild west. Um, and it was like the theme song to the movie. Yes. Yes. And it continued into the aughts. Uh, Spider-Man, the, the first okay. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man had that Nickelback and the lead singer from like saliva do that song okay. hero so yeah okay yeah exactly so yeah i mean in the show they do a song uh about perfect storm uh which i just oh, i thought's hilarious and i grew up watching that movie yes, yes yeah yes. and then in the show it's so cool to see because like they literally like do a gig with just these like jingles these like minute long songs that they wrote about movies <laughs> And they'll kind of like, you know, joke about the the plot line to the movie and the stars in it. Yes. And there's, oh, dude, you could you could easily do thousands of songs. Oh, it'd be so good. There's so many movies you could do. This might be our future. <laughs> Why are we not doing this all the time? 
I completely agree. And I think I, w- what I like about, you know, that, that scene so much is because it's mostly just like, you know, they're fucking around, like, you yeah. know, a group of friends, they're yeah, like, Hey, I play the bongos and you know, I play a little bit of keyboard. Oh, come out and jam with us. Like, you know, they're just, they're just having fun, making up a really dumb song, uh, about a movie that they happen to may or may have not seen. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that'd be badass. <laughs> Perfect. Best answer. Best answer. That is why I asked the question. Well, okay. So I really don't have a whole lot left. Um, The only thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is, we're running a little bit late, but this was, this was why I got interested because in that original Facebook post that I talked about, uh, the guy, Matt Farley basically said, um, what is so interesting is TikTok got a hold of him. He mm-hmm. said before that he had about a thousand monthly listeners after TikTok got some, you know, song or sound of his. Mm-hmm. It went from a thousand month. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. It went from a thousand listen- monthly listeners to 200,000 monthly listeners. Wow. And I guess I just have to ask. Like, I I guess I just thought that that was the most interesting part. And I know the only reason he's showing up is because of his popularity on TikTok. Mm -hmm. You know, they, I I don't know what trended or what got popular, but I guess that's my whole thing is like, is that a good thing? A bad thing? Are record labels dead? I kind of had this conversation with Charlotte the other night, and I'm just like, I I don't think record labels really matter. The only thing that they have to offer is money. Because you don't need to be on a record label, even a minor one, to do the music you want to do. However, you know, you have to be trendy. You have to do something that people latch on to and then, you know, carry it forth. But yeah, we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before, but I guess, like, my question is, like, do you think things like TikTok... And 30 seconds of a song being popular is a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's definitely a trend. And I, and I say that because, um, well, here's, here's the bad part about it is that a band like, like this guy, um, for example, can completely blow up on TikTok and have hundreds of thousands of listens for 30 for a 30 second snippet and then this is kind of the trend if you follow other bands that have been you know discovered on tiktok um record labels will reach out to them and say hey we are kind of blowing up right now can we represent you and then the record label will kind of force them to be like okay well we need another one of those you know million view kind of videos right. and they put all this money and stuff behind them and then they sign them with this contract that's w- and them knowing nothing about how like music business contracts actually work they will eventually have to pay all of this money back that the record label companies you give them and chances are that that one song that blew up on tiktok that'll never happen for them again yep. and then people have moved on to the next popular tiktok thing it's you know that whole 15 seconds of fame fame thing man like that's that's what it is like you have you have 15 seconds to capitalize on this and then you're gone they're on to the next thing and and i think that that's why i i do agree i i think it's unfair to call it good or bad i think it i think what it is is just uh modern but we haven't had any tiktok artists last the only person i can Mm -hmm. think of is little nas x 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But dude, he fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I think it was really cool that like he wrote one of the most popular like kind of uh, hip hop R and B you know mm-hmm. songs. You know, in the past few years, and he blew up, and he was like, "Oh, by the way, I'm you know I'm fucking gay." Mm-hmm. And people flipped we out. We didn't have to say it like that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sorry. That that sounded that sounded like a bummer when I said it. But you know, it was like, yeah, no, I'm you know I'm gay, and uh, you know, people kind of flipped out there for a minute, and I think that was really cool. And then he was like, "I want to make sneakers with blood in them," mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. "What are we doing?" Like, I I mean, I get it. Like, you know, sometimes bands and musical artists are bigger than who they are. Kiss. Mm -hmm. Kiss is the best example. Yeah. You know who I fucking hate, though? Kiss. For the same reason. It's sad. It's desperate. They'll do... If somebody went to them right now and said, do you want to do a reality show? They would do it. Mm -hmm. Because I I think that's what drives them. Mm -hmm. And I just think... I, you know, I don't know. I don't know anything about Lil Nas X. I'm not trying to shit on him in particular. I'm just mm-hmm. saying he's our only TikTok artist as a guide. And and yeah. I do think he went off the rails, man. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. Is he really doing music that he wanted to? Was Old Town Road even music he wanted to do? Or did it just mm-hmm. happen to blow up? Like, that's, that's all my questions. Right. Is like, you know, if I wrote a song, somebody took 30 seconds of it, and it blew up, and it made me super popular... Well, I'm glad because, oh, now I could do more. But it was like, was the 30 seconds of the song that blew up even good? Mm -hmm. Is it me? Is it what I want to do? Yeah, is it representative Um, of my work? Because I know I I can't, I don't have any good examples, but there's so many songs that you hear that sound like 12 times a day because it's so popular on TikTok or whatever. And then you listen mm -hmm. to the full song and you're like, what? Why do people even like that? It, it, it's a, it's very bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. And so the other side of the coin is when people do blow up on TikTok like that, they have these huge expectations about like, oh, this is going to change my life. Like my life is never going to be the same after this. Um, this is what I'm, this is my, my future is planned out for me. Whereas what in what usually eventually ends up happening and this i'm kind of more speaking to not just music because again like i i don't tiktok as much as most people do but the people that i do follow on tiktok are mostly like com- uh, comedians and i ha- i do know of a few examples of people that have like comedians that have kind of like blown up on tiktok and then use that to kind of create a career where they're able to travel around tour not make a killing it's again they're not making life-changing right. money but they get enough of a following that they're like, oh, okay. Like people, people are now asking me to go to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, like I can make so this I, work. Yeah. Now. So, yeah. like for example, like I don't know if you've heard of like Chad and JT. They have a show on Netflix called Chad and JT Go Deep. Um, they're really funny dudes. Okay. Um, and they kind of I I don't know if no, I don't know enough about them, but I I think that they got their start on TikTok. They kind of got popular on there. Um, and I follow them on Instagram because they're just genuinely funny. And um, and then all of a sudden, boom! They posted that like you know probably five or six months ago. They posted that hey, we're gonna be in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We're touring. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, so yeah, I think people need to lower their expectations or manage like okay well what do you what do you do after this blows up how are you going to actually use this to 
put in the work and because basically being a successful musician, comedian, whatever it is, it's a grind. Um, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that sounded pretty pretentious, and I don't really know what I'm talking about because obviously I'm not a successful musician or comedian. So <laughs> no, no, but I, I, but but if you ask every musician and comedian, that's what they tell you. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, I've 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 stayed away from comedy because I was like, I barely got good at this music thing, and that took me my mm-hmm. whole life. I don't really want to hop into comedy and think I'm going to be any good at it, right? That's right. why we do this because we make each other mm. laugh at work. <laughs> yeah, you know, we get we get that little dopamine rush. Um, I I think what I'm bummed about is I don't even know if people try to write a full song, let alone a full album nowadays. Yeah, totally. I think it's just like, can we get the sound, the 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 tick of the tock sound? Mm that will give us a little bit of a, you know, will give us that interest on this. And and maybe that's not fair, but it definitely seems that way. No, I think that is completely fair to say. Like, people aren't nearly as focused on albums as a whole anymore because it's so easy to access singles. Um, right. Like, you know, since, the, since basically Spotify and streaming sites completely taking over CD sales, you can make way more money with one song on that blows up on Spotify than you can on selling multiple full albums. So, you know, and and again, I don't even know if that's a bad thing because it's, I lost my train of thought. No, I I think (laughs) I hear where you were going because the record labels want you to put out an album so you could go toward the album. What I think is happening now is that you don't necessarily need to do an album. You come mm-hmm. out with a single, hell, come out with 30 seconds of something that people are into. We'll take that. Let's go tour it. Then we'll we'll figure out the rest for you. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I just don't think a lot of songwriters or musicians or artists, and, and I hate to say it, but it's kind of hard for me to look at Little Nas X and be like, oh, this dude has a craft. Mm-hmm. He seems like a young guy who grew up making music on computers, and that's what he's doing now. And not to dock him, saying he's shitty or anything. I don't think that's fair. I just don't know how we go from Old Town Road. Also, d- to be honest with you, I never fucking like it because uh, Billy Ray Cyrus was a part of that. And <laughs> I grew up with Achy Breaky Heart. And that song fucking sucked then. It sucks yep. now. <laughs> and it made me hate Old Town Road. Uh-huh. Have we all put aside Achy Breaky Heart a little bit too easily? Because holy (laughs) shit, that was bad. Right. (laughs) Um, Then we had to suffer through Hannah Montana, and then we had to let Miley Cyrus become an adult before she got to do what she wanted to do and made badass music. It's like, fuck you, (laughs) Billy Ray Cyrus. That's how I feel. Uh, I just don't know how we got from there to I would like to put blood in tennis shoes. And and I and I only emphasize that <laughs> because what? 
<laughs> like, I don't get it. And then he came out with that video where he's like giving the devil a lap dance. And it's like, you know, yeah. I'm not sitting over here in like a super pious religious corner. Like, well, that's not right. And I'm like, well, it's Ooh. not smart. And it's not cool. <laughs> right. it, it's This seems pretty fucking dumb. It, what it is, is like when you're 15, 16, and you just kind of learn how to be edgy. So then you think Ooh. everything's edgy. Like, I'm going to make a joke about the Holocaust because that's edgy. Yeah, exactly. That kind of feels like what he's doing, dude, because it's it's not profound. It's not mm-hmm. interesting. It's like you want to you want to give a lap dance to the devil. You're you're trying you're trying to be shocking. And Sam Smith did this, and I actually think Sam Smith is really sad. I don't know if you've seen his live performances where he'll Uh-oh. dress up with the devil horns and everything. First off, he's fat. He doesn't look good. <laughs> Not saying I do. I'm just saying he's the one getting paid millions of dollars to be up there, and he looks like a fat dude. <laughs> I, I, I guess my point is to be truly shocking. And, and my best example, and I know a lot of stuff has come out about him lately, and I don't really know where I stand, but my best example is Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson came out and made parents fucking terrified. We blamed him for Columbine and said it was his fault. That's how mm-hmm. fucking scary he was. And that dude goes home and does weird shit. Okay? <laughs> it's not an act. It is who Ooh. he is. Marilyn Manson is fucking scary. Nice guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> the nicest guy. I'm not saying he's not a nice guy. But he is fucking hardcore. And I think yeah. the thing with like Lil Nas X, Sam Smith, they they do this devil imagery in this. And I'm just like, it's not as shocking as it used to be, buddy. You got to kind Ooh. of like really ramp it up. But if you have to put thought in the way that Ooh. you carry yourself and the performance that you put on, if you want it to be shocking, it, it, it won't be because it's just like you're phoning this in. You're trying to be shocking yeah, completely. for shocking. And that's, and that's what's upsetting to me is because for every... Lil Nas X that basically does stuff for shock value and um, uh, I will say the novelty. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of better musicians, rappers that aren't doing things for the novelty. Like they're at doing it with their whole heart, and they will never taste half the success that he has experienced. So the real music That's how I feel. <laughs> I would sound like an old man. Real music is dying. <laughs> Well, well, that's the whole thing, though, right? Is like, I think that's the difference. Is like, one, we know who Lil Nas X is. Second Mm -hmm. off, I've listened to the music. I don't think it's all that good. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I hear you. We sound old and boomery. I I guess, (laughs) and and I think think we're only using Lil Nas X and Sam Smith just because it's the quickest examples I have. Mm -hmm. But you know what? You know who, you know who somebody who's younger who is really interesting is Billie Eilish. Because she came out, not even as an adult, putting out music and had an image. She Mm -hmm. then, as she got older, as she became an adult, as she, I think, then was like, okay, now I can kind of do what I want to do, completely changed her image. Mm -hmm. She looks, she doesn't carry herself different, but she looks different. Her 
her persona's a little bit different, but you know, it's kind of stayed the same. The fucking music, which is why Ooh. we all fucked with Billie Eilish to start with. Yeah. And why we continue to be really interested in her now. And I think that's the difference. And Lil Nas X did Old Town Road. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't want to be shitty about it, but it's just like, to me, that's the line. To me, that's the difference. There are people who are actually good at doing music and will continue to do it. Like, my worst fear in life is to be a one-hit wonder. I would fucking hate mm-hmm. it. If I ever wrote or put something out and it was like, well, this one thing is really good, I would be like, well, fucking... I might as well stop now because I'll never get back there. (laughs) Or I need to completely shift into a new thing because I'll never repeat it. And it feels like somebody like Lil Nas X wants to repeat it. He wants to go back to that place. And I don't know if there's Lil Nas X fans that get him and understand him a lot better, I guess, educate me. But Mm -hmm. I, I, I just... It's hard because, like, if I just all of a sudden, overnight success, blew up, tomorrow, you and me are like, oh, God, we're at the streamies. We're like, oh, God, we run the most Mm -hmm. successful podcast in the world, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I just would like to think that I wouldn't take every check handed to me. Like, Mm -hmm. at a certain point, I I I would just have to just be like, why? Like, what? No, I'm not going to do a shoe deal. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. You know, I I I want to think that's who I am, but then again, I've never had people throw money at me, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, and, and and I I and I bring that up in regards to Matt Farley because this guy is doing nothing that will ever be commercially acceptable. Yet he has put out. We could probably start today to record as much music as he... And we'll never even get close. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. This guy and his prolificness has greatly exceeded us, mm-hmm. the greatest songwriters of all time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this guy just <laughs> right. went for it, knowing full well he's never going to blow up. Yeah. Well, what I think is cool about it, what the, what I think is cool about the way he did this is basically you said he has two projects. One's kind of like a jokey kind of like, hey, let's do this weird idea and um, commit fucking hard to it. Mm. Um, but also in the process, if you think about it, he has this other side project that I'm sure he's way more passionate about. Um he actually like really really enjoys doing and they say like writing music especially like you should be writing like one song a day in order to be a good uh to write a good music to write a good song you're gonna have to write a hundred bad songs and that's kind of what he's doing um you know he doesn't expect his bad songs to take off but he also doesn't completely shelve his bad songs and be like okay well this is for me i'm sure he's learned a ton in this whole weird ass project that he's been like oh you know what i could actually use this in my serious project you know even if it's just a little melody or like a chord that's like hey i kind of like this chord maybe i can you know tweak it a little bit and use it in my serious stuff like he wouldn't have been able to do that had he not set out to write a song about every city in the country <laughs> so. yeah i mean that yeah there's there's a lot of nuance to it i i think i think there's a level of discipline that i'm just really fucking impressed mm-hmm. with um yeah totally. even like uh chris cornell and uh andy wood when uh they lived together and they had a little competition they would have like a little four track you know, recording machines and they would basically Mm -hmm. 
each week would work on a song and each of them had to come up with a song by the end of the week they would play them for each other and then like kind of like pick the best song that was a little friendly competition with them um that's cool but but it, it it grew into a lot of the songs actually fun fact a lot of the songs on the temple of the dog album came from the songs that he recorded in that apartment with andy wood oh that's awesome in their little competition and uh that is interesting with songwriting and i and i think i have a tendency to think that every good song is lightning in a bottle and there's no way to hone that craft but there really is Mm -hmm. that's what you do you put yourself through experiments you try something different you mm-hmm. you put an obstacle in your way and then all of a sudden you're you're writing something you never would have wrote and then you're like oh my god it's the best thing i've ever written you know i don't know i think that's what's really interesting about it and for somebody to even give a shit to record <laughs> i i can't even record one song right now with hating it by the end of it how did he do 23 Ooh. fucking thousand that's insane yeah yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think you first the I think the first step is you need to lower your expectations and not give a fuck what people think. Yes. Because again, like most of these songs, I would consider outsider music. They they will have no commercial success. Um, a lot of it, I kind of rolled my eyes. I'm like, okay, this guy's kind of a yeah. This this guy's a joker. I'm not taking this seriously. But also, at the end of the day, again, it goes back to he's honing his craft, <laughs> and that's what it takes to be an actual successful musician. If that's your goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you summed it up really well, actually. Yeah. I think you hit, I think you hit <laughs> the nail on the head. That's why I want to talk about him. I just, you know, it's like I said, I don't know if anything past that is all that crazy. Oh, actually there was one thing I forgot to tell you. Reply all used a lot of his music. Oh, really? Yep. Cool. Didn't go back and figure out what the fuck that was, but reply all <laughs> did use a lot of his music. Um, but yeah, there was just some interesting ideas that this guy brought, you know, that, that, that helped come up in, in me. And I was like, Mm -hmm. well, it's not insanely interesting, but I was like, I think we should talk about it because I think it brings up a lot of important questions. Like, I think Mm -hmm. we can talk about that, but I think you actually summed it up really well. Yeah. And and again, I think that's, you know, as a songwriter and I'm I've guilty of this too, like you we get into this grind where oh every song has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um we never have a we 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 never really get to the point where we say this I'm done with this song. <laughs> There's, you know, cuz you're always thinking I I could do something better, I could do something better. Well, if you set out with the goal of writing 23,000 songs, you have to basically admit to yourself, I've got to finish this song in an hour and then I've got to publish right. it. Right. Like I've got to post it on my SoundCloud, um, <laughs> no matter what happens. Uh, so yeah, you you have to make really tough decisions that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that would be an interesting uh, experiment. What what would happen if uh, if I told you, uh, hey Eli, you have forty five minutes to write and record a song, and then you have to go live with it on Facebook? <laughs> would you do it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mitch, I I. Kind of have done that a lot. <laughs> okay. That doesn't mean any of it's good, though. And then eventually, yeah, right. uh, you can only think on your feet so much. I, you know, like, I know for me, actually, musically, like, if I want to work on music, that's what I've been really struggling with lately is I feel like I tapped a well that did have a bottom. Mm-hmm. And now when I go and do stuff, you're right. I'm overanalyzing it. The drums have to be 
perfect, dude, because I have no excuse for them not to be good. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of forgetting like what music is supposed to be or what songwriting is supposed to be. Like sometimes one, you have to put yourself in kind of an uncomfortable position, but two, the whole point is writing it. And what I do is I write a fourth of it. I come back, I write the second fourth, and then I'm like, well, copy paste. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll, uh, you know, well, eh, this isn't even good. That's pretty yeah. much everything mm-hmm. I do musically right now. And it's very frustrating because mm-hmm. all it all it means is I'm not putting anything out there and I'm not getting actual feedback as to what I could do differently. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm scared to have the feedback. I'm scared that the day that I... It's been a long time since I really put anything out into the world musically, and I'm just worried that the day that I do, it will be met with boos and jeers, and I'll never (laughs) play music ever again. That's Well, first off, uh, not to hurt your feelings, but I don't think that many people care about you. Um, You know, very honest, but very, very, very true point. And you're not Yeah, wrong. a smack of reality, man. Like, a lot of times if you think people are, you know, uh, you know, t- talking shit about you, chances are they don't know who you are. Yeah, yep. um, very, but... very, very true. <laughs> um, and then I forgot what I was going to say. That other part. That's okay. Probably about how fucking <laughs> like... badass I am. <laughs> yeah, something about that. No, I, uh, yeah. So it actually kind of was. Like, I, I, I would really love to see you uh, put out more music and, you know, whether you think it's good or bad. Um, because you hear stories about um, these, you know, famous musicians, these folklore stories of like, oh, yeah, this song was written in uh, in one sitting. He just sat down and played it. The, the, the song I could think of off the top of my head, like, apparently, Wildflowers by Tom Petty. Um, he just went into a recording studio, started playing a few chords, started singing whatever came to his head. Boom. One take, Wildflowers. Beautiful fucking song. And everybody's like, and every other musician that hears those stories, they're like, well, I can't do that. So I'm just going to fucking give up. And like, well, I mean, first off, you have to work at it. Second off, there's a chance you may have written your own Wildflower, but you thought it was trash. So you gave up on it. Yeah, it's actually a really <laughs> good. Never point. released it. <laughs> I, I've gotten, and I and I'm not saying this to toot my own horn at all. I've gotten a lot of compliments on my ability to kind of like improv something, mm-hmm. but I did work at that. Like I learned that skill because that's how I approached like a uh, music. It was just like, well, even when I was in a band, it it was like I forced everyone into that. I I mm-hmm. remember being in a band with James and he was playing guitar and we wanted him to be the songwriter because I'm playing bass. I'm like, I can't write a song <laughs> on bass. And I'm like, play something. And he's like, well, I don't know what to play. And play something. I remember like kicking his aunt and be like, just fucking mm-hmm. do anything, dude. Yeah, we'll take right. it from there, man. <laughs> like, it, it, if you really practice at that improv, that spontaneity, I mean, it's the same reason that comedians take improv classes, right? Like mm-hmm. you, it, it weirdly enough, you can hone that skill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and some people have different strengths in music. Um, but being a guy steeped in the ability to pick up a guitar and come up with something catchy and kind of make you think that I wrote it before. <laughs> I don't know where else to go from there. And it's pet. Yeah. It, it's petrifying after that. And then everything I feel like that I use my brain for, like to being like, well, I'm really going to plan this out, always sounds terrible. 
Yeah. So it's like, how do I write music? It doesn't make any sense. This isn't how people <laughs> fucking write music. What do I do? But, yeah. yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. We're back. Mitch, lately, what has been going into your ear canals i was gonna go really hard with it but i just i didn't think that'd be funny i knew you were going yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you knew anyways yeah what you what you been cranking what you been listening to uh yeah so i have not been like this excited about a new band that i had kind of discovered on my own in a very long time um so well i guess i shouldn't say i discovered on my own um it's spotify algorithm spotify killed it i think it showed up in my like discover weekly or one of my like for you playlists and um it was the as soon as this song started playing i just kind of like fell in love it was like this um it, it like it, it speaks to me like on a genre level like oh this is right up my alley basically um it's a band called sheer mag um they are a you're not in your head have you heard them no i like it sheer mag okay sheer mag yeah so sheer mag like s-h-e-e-r and then mag like magazine i don't know um and i don't know much about them except i've listened to like an album well, two albums and um they fucking rock um it's this kind of like this band from philadelphia um it's this kind of like very lo-fi punk influenced with like uh with a female lead vocalist that kind of sounds like a like kind of vintage older like mc5 mixed with the detroit cobras um was pretty much like the most like similar bands i could think of um but if like mc5 was female led and also kind of like did some soul slash r&b style (laughs) okay well not not r&b but like soul-esque vocals um it kind of like combines my passion for neo soul with punk yeah yeah (laughs) and in a really cool way um they have a song i'm gonna put on the playlist called fan the flames that's just fucking fantastic it's really lo-fi vintage um punky bluesy soulful um super fun okay yeah (laughs) i i would say this is the first one you brought to the table in a while that i'm like yeah no i I, I absolutely have to hear that. That sounds so- really you had me at female led MC five. <laughs> yeah, <'cause, laughs> yeah, I thought that would. Get yeah, because I do, man. I, <laughs> I love MC five, perhaps even more than I should. Uh, but man, I love MC five. And uh, yeah, no, that sounds fucking dope. I'm all about female singers, female led bands, female bands. I think it's. Yeah. A thing that should happen a lot more, and I think the only reason it doesn't is because people yeah. are dicks. But yeah, yeah. Oh shit! This is interesting. I just found this out because I'm on their Spotify page. They have a couple shows coming up. They're opening for Weezer and Dinosaur Jr. Oh fuck! <laughs> like two different shows. Like they're opening for Weezer. The same the show. The same show. <laughs> That's not even a bad show, dude. Yeah. And Albert Hammond Jr. is on that show, too. Okay, I don't know who that is, to be honest with you. I don't know who that is either, but the name sounded familiar, and I thought you would know. It's not a bad name. (laughs) (laughs) I like the name. You had me at the name, man. Uh, I gotta, I gotta figure this out because I've definitely heard the name before. Who is Albert Hammond? Yeah, it doesn't sound. Um, Oh fuck, he's the uh, backing vocalist for The Strokes. Oh. 
the back wait dude that would be a sick ass okay now admittedly i'm more confused the backing vocalist uh i think backing vocalist slash keyboard okay sure that makes sense yeah oh and rhythm guitarist (laughs) so (laughs) i thought the strokes did that they had the guy doing both he would play guitar play keyboard. Yeah. yeah 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad. I mean, I'd go. Who's headlining that? Is it Weezer? I think it is Weezer. Well, I mean, you know, it is what it is, but I get it. Yeah, I guess. No, that's not a bad show. When's the show? Uh, September. Okay. And it's in. Yeah, where's that? Wyndham. Wherever that is. Where's Wyndham? Oh, Mountain in the Catskills. Is that New York? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's up east. Yeah, we're not going okay. to that. Yeah, we're not going to that. Yeah, unfortunately. It sounds dope, though. <laughs> if it was closer, I would have really considered it. Shit, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been cranking. Sheer mag. Um, if you're in if you're in the Wyndham, New York area, check out a killer show, Dinosaur Jr. Oh. A Weezer. Yeah, Wyndham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, dude. You're gonna fucking hate mine, but it, I'm faced with a decision if I could tell you the cool thing or the honest thing, and I'm gonna go with the honest thing. I, I, uh, that's all I've ever, I've ever wanted. <laughs> I have been cranking Smash Mouth. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna be that bad. <laughs> Hear me out. Oh, why? <laughs> why? Why? Now we have to add a Smash Mouth song to the playlist. <laughs> But we're going to add such a good one, dude, because it's not Rockstar uh, or Superstar or okay. whatever that song is. All-Star. All-Star. <laughs> Over <laughs> 2. Kidder, right? <laughs> uh, I want to add Walking on the Sun. Do you remember that one? That's no better. <laughs> yes, I remember okay. that one. <laughs> so here's the thing about Walking on the Sun. So this weird thing has been happening to me where I definitely have been really nostalgic about music lately, so I've been really going back and just, like, listening to music from my childhood. Do I like Sugar Ray now? I don't know. Get off my back about it. All right? (laughs) I'm not ready to talk about it. I kind of fuck with Sugar Ray. They're not. They're not that bad, dude. Like, yeah. in the terms of the musical sphere, it's fun. And that's what I... I, It just... There is... what bothers me about Walking on the Sun is if you take away any preconceived notions about Smash Mouth and that song, and you just kind of crank it, it kind of fucking bops, dude. It grooves <laughs> a little bit too hard. And the 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 next weird... I've listened to this song so much to a point that I had to look up the lyrics because I really started listening to the lyrics and they are insane. So I, I, the main reason I'm putting it on here is when I finally listened to the lyrics, I was like, what are they fucking talking about? (laughs) I do think the song actually has a good groove. I do think that smash mouth is produced incredibly fucking well for the time that the music came out. So I will say when you go back and listen to his song, like walking on the sun, I think it's kind of impressive with what they did with producing it. Um, it is super fucking catchy, and in a way that it 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 yeah, it's pop music. But I kind of think that's what's kind of cool about Smash Mouth. They they kind of figured out that formula of like shitty rock music with pop music, and it <laughs> and it kind of works. Yeah. Let me read you some lyrics from Walking on the Sun. Okay, this is the sec. Okay. This is the second <laughs> verse. 
25 years ago, they spoke out and they broke out of recession and oppression, and together they tote. And they folked out with guitars around a bonfire, just singing and clapping, man. What the hell happened? <laughs> then some, then somewhere spellbound, some were hellbound, some they fell down and got back up and fought back against the meltdown. And their kids were hippie <laughs> chicks, all hypocrites, because fashion is smashing the true meaning of it. Yeah, damn. And I listened to that, and I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? And I can't tell if it's super deep or just like stuff that sounded cool. And they were like, all right, cool. It sounds good, but it's like, what are they doing? And I was like, do I like this song? Right. So something real quick and funny about this song. I saw a meme once, a uh, a sales-related meme, where talking about the the chorus to this song is pretty much the the sales process. Like if Smash Mouth could write a song about how to sell how to sell based on this song, the chorus. So don't yeah. delay. Number one, create urgency. <laughs> Act now. Create a call yeah, to action. Yeah, supplies are running out. <laughs> supplies are running out. Supply and demand. <laughs> brilliant well then it's even funnier (laughs) allow if you're still alive six to eight years to arrive then it's then it's a call to your future you'll regret not absolutely (laughs) well and i'm a little well you got to put it on there because i said it but i am mad because i'm looking on google and their genres all alternative slash indie rock and children's music Oh no! So this is a little bit of a low point for me. Yeah, that's a letdown for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it kind of bopped. I like air drumming to it, and I just had to be honest with you. I really have enjoyed this song lately. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, you could judge I, I got me. Else you could judge me. It's fine. <laughs> I get it. Um, all right well with that being said this was the vinyl frontier thank you guys so much for tuning in this time uh we got a lot of stuff in the works i'm pretty stoked um really uh jazz to be going number 15 pretty proud um yeah i will say uh i think that we might be in a little bit of trouble uh, you know how we like change our phone numbers and block Scotty's phone number? He, yeah. He finally mm-hmm. tracked it down. He left me a voicemail. Oh, no. So, what do you say? I haven't listened to it yet. I want to listen to it live on okay. the podcast. Um, I'm just a little bit worried about, you know, what he has to say. So, I just, well, I wanted yeah. to go ahead and hop in and, and uh, play this voicemail from Scotty. Uh, so we can get a genuine reaction and uh, see what he might require of us. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- here we go. Let's uh, let let's see if I can make this work appropriately here. Oh, hey guys, it's uh, it's Scotty, and uh, I just wanted to reach out and uh, see how everything was going. Uh, since uh, no one is returning my phone calls, uh, I wanted to just let you know. That uh, well, I, to be uh, to be frank with you, I'm a little perturbed. I'm a little perturbed with you. Uh, you know, I just feel like maybe you've been a little bit mean to me lately. 
you know, yelling about the beaming and all that. And, you know, I kind of explained that it's not as simple. There is not one big red button that I'm able to hit and which to beam y'all up. So I just was kind of asking for a little bit more patience. You know, I think we do things we all regret. Uh, for example, y'all really shit on uh, Gordon Lightfoot there the other day. And, you know, well, now he's dead. And uh, I just don't <laughs> think that was very cool. And you probably shouldn't do that. Uh, so I just wanted to say, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm a little hurt and I just kind of would ask that before I beam me up this time, you know, uh, for the next episode, if you guys could just, I think both of you should just say something nice about me. Uh, each one of you, uh, that d- does include Mitch. Uh, both of you just say something nice about me and I'll beam me up and it's fine. And I'll let it go. You know, le- le- say la vie, you know, as my uncle used to say. Uh, all right. Anyways, now bye bye now. <laughs> okay. Damn, Scotty. I, I, I'm sorry, man. I, you're probably you're right. I should say something nice about you. Um, your guacamole tastes amazing. Um, you got to give me the recipe sometime. Yeah. Yeah. No. Ah, damn, that's a good one. I forgot it. Also, I. On record, I apologize. This is probably the first public apology we've had to make. I publicly apologize for talking shit about Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> because when that we recorded that episode, he was alive. By the time the album came out, he was not. I just needed that to go on record. Yeah, admittedly, <laughs> so, okay. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> We're kind of in the middle of a bit, but yeah, in all in all truthfulness, it's all in jest. I I do I really dig Gordon Lightfoot's music? Not really, but do I hate the man? No, not at all. It felt of very terrible that we were just shitting on him and he passed away. So sorry about that. Uh, but we're like four weeks out, so like, dude, I still won't listen to Gordon Lightfoot though. I'm not gonna completely back away <laughs> from sure. my statement, but. It was yeah. <laughs> well. It wasn't in poor taste. We didn't know he was gonna die that week. That exactly. <laughs> I swear to God, he died on the Tuesday the episode released. <laughs> it really. Oh did. man, yeah. I, I. I mean, we do feel bad. That's not why we're here. It's all in jest. But uh, yeah. No, Scotty has a a fairly weird Southern accent. However, <laughs> didn't expect it. Really good at making guacamole and really good at Latin bass. And that's my compliment. Yeah. <laughs> Did I really want to hear you like do a 20 minute Latin bass solo? Not really, but it was good. It was good, absolutely. And you are very good at making guacamole. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, no, I think his his dad is Latin. So he's he's Oh, so. that I mean that would make yeah. more sense. Wait, yeah. he talked to you about his parents? Yeah, of course. Oh, he hasn't. I I'm not even sure I'm entirely familiar with his last name. Me, me and his dad are Facebook friends. That's. I'm all right. Okay, well, <laughs> he he messaged me happy birthday. The his other day, dad did. So. Yeah, his dad told me happy birthday on I, Facebook. Quite frankly, just kind of thought he came with the ship. I didn't know that <laughs> he even had much of a backstory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there's a couple nice things about you, Scotty. We did it. Uh, I, I, I guess I would love to get to know more about your culture and why, yeah, why you're no, Latin. So, yeah, I have a southern accent. I, I misspoke. 
he didn't actually say happy birthday. He told me Felice could be on. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, shit. This is so stupid, dude. <laughs> so dumb. All right. Well, Scotty, beam us up, man. You're doing a good job. I'm sorry. Apparently, I'm riding you. Just make the guacamole. If me and Mitch will hang out, we'll listen to you play bass. All right. Is that what you want to hear? We'll listen yeah. to you play Santana covers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Beam us up. Please.